Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I didn't do any notes. No. No, no, no. Same, some things never change. Yeah, there's no point. If my notes slip, then Dolan creeps into this chair, doesn't he? I just had a little thing in my head that I was going to say, but it was no. like, I was going to do a little partridge. My mum would be like, why have you bought this? When I was younger, I'd be like, mum, I like Bovril, let me leave. My mum was like, ooh, that's a, that's a lovely voice. Who is that talking? And my dad was like, oh, it's Chris Dolan. And she took one look at the screen and went, I do not like his hair. What? Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with myself, Dan Bardell, and Thomas Julian on my right. As you can tell by my voice, absolutely thrilled to be in the booth talking about a glum night for Villa, but it is what it is, and we'll try and make the best of it, as we always do. But I do, I've got to say, I feel particularly loved. I mean, I said to you just before going live, essentially, shall we just tell everybody to take an hour for themselves or for their family, go for a walk, you know, clear your head. Don't think about Villa for for an hour because I'm glad I've had to hear that anecdote twice. <laughs> this, this isn't this isn't a good sell for the podcast, but it's dire to talk about and think about at the moment. I'm imagining there's not too many positives I'm going to be able to draw from last night. I mean, I've done no prep whatsoever. Obviously, you've done done some prep, but ample. I just. <sighs> I can't even muster muster the strength to talk about Villa, to be honest. The one the one reason for you to stay and listen to this hour long podcast or however long it's going to be, hopefully not an hour, is uh, is that we're going to vent for a little bit, I suppose. Probably. So uh, so maybe it'll be cathartic for some people, but uh, generally it's a dire showing. You know, three all against Sheffield United. We'll talk about that. We're lucky to to get a point from that. And then last night's game against Brentford, uh, Neil Morpé taking all the points in the ninety first minute. Very frustrating week to be at Villa fan and it just the frustration rolls on I've got to say this is the worst I felt coming to do a podcast probably since the playoff final yeah I don't I mean oh, that I, was that was I mean, we had some way. pretty grim times actually before Dean Smith came in but I still don't remember feeling this bad yeah even which is quite sad even after the Sheffield United game last time round when we went away that it didn't feel as bad because I think it wasn't it's the start of the season, isn't it? So it's a bit different because you've still got you still think was, plenty of time. Left wasn't there. Bruce sacked almost immediately after that because it was international nah, break. Still a few games. We still had a few games. I thought it was the Preston three three. You got the sack after, wasn't it? Didn't it, we then went into the international break after Sheffield United though? So maybe there was like 
we, I guess you new could, players were coming. Exactly. Weren't Tammy Abraham was coming, and, and, and you can look ahead to Malassie. to January, and you're you're thinking about what's what's going to happen after Bruce. But at this stage, we're we're in the beginnings of of, of, of a new regime, and yet it just doesn't have that new girlfriend hype that you kind of hoped it would. No, I mean I already I said it in the preview, but now I just if you offered me next season can start tomorrow. I take it. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm mentally done with this season, yeah. and it's the 14th of February. I should know what day it was. Yeah, happy, happy, Valentine's, happy Valentine's, Day. Valentine's Day to you, Tom. Thank I mean, you. what a what a way to spend Valentine's Day. Jeez. Did you bring me anything? No. No. You bought me that fart in the car. Yeah, that's true. Which I did not enjoy. I enjoyed that less than I enjoyed the game last night. In fact, I didn't enjoy the game very no. much. No. Well, let's get into let's get into uh, Sheffield United first of all. Um, that was a that was a. A frustrating watch for 81 minutes. Um, Billy Sharp always seems to be a problem for Villa, and and he was on hand again. Three goals, um, couple. Well, they were all fairly scrappy. Combined yardage of about eight yards. Yeah, and and we'll, we'll get into each of them. But what did you? Talk, let's talk overall. What did you make of the atmosphere at Villa Park? Because it was kids for a quid. Was there a? Was there? Was there a lot of kids there? First of all, was there the kind of what Villa wanted it to be? I can't even remember, Tom. Yeah. Feels like it was so long ago. I don't recall seeing loads of kids there, but I guess where I sit, it's pretty much all season ticket holders, yeah. so I wouldn't notice a difference anyway. And then, to be fair, by the 70-odd 70 70-odd 70 minutes in, a lot of people have gone. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a little minute. Um, Villa go 1-0 down, Billy Sharp, um, close range, gets the goal. And how does the atmosphere change? Or, or are we all kind of low already like I, I just kind of want to get into the uh, there's been a lot of talk about Villa getting on the play, the fans getting on the players back everyone on Twitter seems to be arguing with other Villa fans just kind of saying don't get on the fans back back Dean Smith uh, don't get on the players back get back Dean Smith all this kind of stuff do you feel that when you're at the game kind of from minute one or is it when we go 1-0 down how's, how's it feel I think it comes when there's that first bad pass, which inevitably usually happens quite early. I think from then, some players, if they make a bad pass in the fans' eyes, they'll never recover in that game, and they'll just get. And this isn't all Villa fans, by the way. It's a minority of Villa fans, but they're very vocal. They just. I think some people go to the football just to have have a pop. Mm. I genuinely think that now. From I've, I've seen it too often over over the years now. I think. Some people don't even enjoy going to the game. They just like going to shout at people. Yeah. I genuinely think that. And I can't sit here and say we were good against Sheffield United because for 82 minutes we were horrific. Like, really, really bad. As bad as I've seen us at Villa Park, to be fair. And I've seen some bad times. Yeah. We just didn't do anything. But then almost you can't you almost can't enjoy the fact that we got back to 3-3 well I couldn't because I was still so annoyed by what I'd, what I'd seen before and ultimately draws are no good to the football club at the moment. So... The atmosphere is antsy, but then on the other hand, it's not great. So it's going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit antsy. Where was the? Where's the problem lie for you in 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 a microcosm of the Sheffield United game? Not 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 the global thing. What are you talking? The problem with what? With the way we're playing? Yeah, the fans? Wh- yeah. Why? Where's where does the problem lie? because again, this is this is the this is the thing that's raging on social media. We it can't just be Jack Grealish. It's not the fact that we're missing Jack Grealish, but. Nobody has another answer for but it. That, that, the problem is that's automatically where it started from. Yeah. As soon as he was out, we didn't look as good, and it's too simplistic to blame it on the, on him and Twan Zabu being out. I can only assume something has happened. I I just think something must have happened behind the scenes. 
it must have done because the, it's gone from being a really happy place. Everyone's buzzing, looks like they're singing from the same hymn sheet. We're playing this pressing, exciting football. We're looking really good to just nothingness now. Mm. There, are, there was nothing last night to get excited about. We were, we were, we were rank. A few people on the comments saying that it's because Dean Smith has already told people that they're not going to be around that. next year. I don't, would would he tell people now? I wouldn't have thought so. But I guess I guess if you haven't, people get an inkling. I'm sure. Yeah. If you if you're not negotiating a new contract, then you're pretty sure that yeah. you're out out the door. I mean, Hutton. For, I'm just using him as an example because he's the first player that's come to my head that's out of contract in the summer. Yeah. He must be thinking now. I got four months left on left on my contract. I'd like to know what I'm going to be doing next season, and he probably knows he isn't going to be with with Villa. But mm. you like to think that, and, and Elphick's come out and said this basically. You like to think that people would put that to one side and still give their best. You still need to give your best because you you need to get into the football club. Yeah. At the, at the end of the day, but something has changed because it's just night and day what I'm seeing at the moment from what I was seeing in October. And, no, it was more November, wasn't it? Yeah. In November, we were going to some real tough places and winning games and winning them well. And I thought, and this is the other annoying thing with Villa, they get your hopes up. <laughs> you think with the real deal here, we could go and make a challenge for automatics if we keep playing yeah. like this. We're well, 2-0 up at Leeds in December. I was never convinced by, yeah, by I, that, I know, to be honest, at the time. But you could take that because Leeds are a good side and yeah. you, you will lose games. What I've seen since Leeds, I can't take because the performances are getting worse. And the results are getting worse. Mm. Yeah, it's not even like you're playing badly but nicking a draw and nicking a win here and there. I mean, we've nicked a few draws. You're playing terribly and, and you're getting deservedly beat or, or, like you say, nicking a draw. I mean, I didn't think Brentford were at their absolute best best last night. I thought I thought they were good. I thought they were comfortably better than us. But I wasn't as, as impressed with them as I have been in previous years. But Billy the Billy, the guy, the Brentford fan cams guy equivalent, basically said they're just trying to be a bit more organised now because they were leaking too many goals so they're trying to get a balance which uh, I don't know what we're doing I really don't because we're not playing good football there was some we're times, not tired of the back there were some times where they ripped us apart like some really nice really nice well worked play uh, uh, Dean Smith almost in his, in his post match on the, on the Facebook live thing he kind of took credit for Brentford it was something like oh it's very hard to beat Brentford nobody outplays Brentford as if he, he masterminded that which I mean I mean, he did. The Brentford fans very complimentary about him. I mean, uh, admittedly, they sung Dino, watched the score as soon as they went 1-0 up. Yeah, they did, yeah. Overall, I think they appreciate the job he did. I think there's a time and place to take credit for it. And when you've just been beaten 1-0, then that's probably not the right time. I don't think he endeared himself to fans. I can't imagine, after losing a game in in stoppage time like that against your old team, when you're probably desperate to go there and win and prove that you've made a good decision... I can't imagine your head's in the right place no, to come out and do an interview immediately. I know I wouldn't be. Yeah. If someone, I mean, to be fair, Billy the Bee did come and poke a, poke a recorder in my face and I did give my reaction immediately on whatever their their YouTube is or, or Audio Boom or whatever it is. No one really cares. Um, <laughs> so I was probably talking a bit more rashly yeah. than I normally would because I was annoyed. So I imagine Dean Smith's just, just annoyed. He just looks so dejected. Anyway, we'll come on to Brentford because I, I want to talk about Sheffield United a little bit more. If I mean, I don't really want to talk about either game. No, it's true. Um, the second goal for Sheffield United, I kind of feel in two camps. One, should Kalinic have just done better from the header? And two, was Kalinic then fouled? Yeah, and he's offside. Yes to both. And he's offside as well, which is the main At the start. If you've made a movement towards the ball, which I think Billy Sharp did from the initial... I think, I, yeah, I think he in, interrupted... Well, yeah, he's in, the, he's in the kid. Yeah. Automatically, you're offside. So, it shouldn't even be a debate what happened next. Although, at the time, obviously, when I was watching it, I didn't know he was off. He was offside. Yeah. And it, I did just think, that's another farcical goal to add to the collection. It was farcical, wasn't it? It just felt farcical. 
the the did you like have you seen it back yeah, yeah. so to me, he should catch the ball. I guess he's kind of stumbling back, and he maybe doesn't know exactly where he is. He just didn't he look is. comfortable, did he? Yeah. He didn't look in control of what was going on, and maybe that was something that played in the referee's mind with him giving, not giving a free kick then, because he got it in two hands. Yeah. But because he didn't look in control, it probably, in real time, didn't look like he had it in two hands, just because he looked a bit all over the place yeah. for that whole series of, of, of play. So... I don't know, it's just one of them things. It's another thing going against us, isn't it? When, you look, when you're not playing well, luck suddenly goes against you as well. And in general, the officials are absolute trash. Yeah, they well... They really are bad. I don't... I keep harking back, harping back to Brentford, but Smith had a go at the refs, yeah. at the officials last night. And they are crap. But I don't, you can't blame them on why we didn't win the game. I, would, I mean, he could have given penalties at both ends, I think. Like, I think they were both soft, to be honest. The, the Abraham one. I mean, I've seen nothing back, um, so I'm going off what you've seen. So. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's one where um, El Ghazi brings down more pay or he brings out somebody anyway and it's very soft but it could be a penalty and then the other keeper, end the keeper one was that the one you're talking about because that was right in front of me yeah the Kalinich one that's another one as well again it would have been soft yeah would have been soft that's not and the one I was contact. Of. well it looked like he made contact to me but it would have been soft yeah again it could have been given you've seen him given and you've seen him not other end Abraham goes down under under a fairly soft challenge but makes them makes a bit of a meal of it to be honest again could have been given because there is contact but it's that second half yeah I live I said to James sat next to me no chance that have been yeah no chance yeah well, that's it but you've I seen I think I actually said Tammy Abraham's mum wouldn't have given that as a penalty <laughs> so I obviously didn't think it was a penalty at as the a, time as a train referee I didn't think it was a penalty I mean this is a, your worst nightmare me coming in slagging off officials giving it the big one you I don't do, like that no I don't I don't particularly like that and, but they are trashed on well again D- I just Dean, want to hear you say Dean, no, Dean Smith called out the officials in his post-match again kind of using We're it as a the Brentford game as well just not talk about the Sheffield United using game using it as a reason using it as a reason for, for why we lost and that's not the reason no, why I we lost. That. No, I we played terribly. That's the reason we lost. But the officials are rubbish. They don't help. <laughs> uh, well, they don't help both ways then, because that like uh, Brentford could Brent, Brentford could easily say that they were done twice by the, yeah, by the officials. That's fair, but I've got to say the games I've seen at Villa Park in the main, the referees do seem to have a an agenda against Villa. Nah, no, in general, absolutely, mate, honestly. <laughs> I don't want to patronise you, boss. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't mean this in a patronising way, but obviously you're not you're there not every there. week. Yeah, I mean, across the no, across the ninety minutes watching them at Villa Park, they are awful. I've not seen a single good referee in the ever. But what do you classify that as? Do you, do you say like they made they made a mistake that you remember, and therefore it's one or two mistakes no, out of general 100. the whole? Because then you, if you put it back into the Villa context, all the misplaced passes that Villa put on week after week at the moment, which which seems yeah, to be, we're rubbish. Yeah, exactly. So. Everybody's rubbish, so so you deserve what you get with these referees because you're no, playing so badly. They tend to be little <laughs> jumped up men, in my opinion, that kind of had a lot going on in their lives, to be honest, because they come there and they literally want it to be all about them. Nah, this that, is honestly, this they is think, just not right. No, no, they think I'm reffing at a big ground here. It's a chance to make a name for myself. I'm going to make people remember me tonight. That's how I feel. It's, it might not be true, it's but not that's how true. I feel about it. Some of the stuff you see, Tom. Generally, team a lot of teams come to Villa and try and time waste and run the clock down. They don't book the goalkeepers for taking ages over goal kicks until about until stoppage time, and they've been doing it for 20, 25 minutes, and then they do it with like one minute left, and it's going to make no difference to the game. It's a pusser. It's been you've been a pusser. <laughs> book him earlier. Oh, honestly, I, I just I I mean you are there. You're you're right. But the the amount of football that I watch, 
I, I think the referees do make mistakes. They're oh, human I think beings. They, I think they lack balls in the Championship. I've got to be honest. Really? Compared to the Premier League? I don't. I, I will never. If we ever get back to the Premier League, <laughs> when I'm doing this podcast, when I'm 75 years old and we're in the Premier League. I will never knock. I will never knock the referees. You know, it's the same referees, right? They get promoted from the Championship into the Premier League. So at some point, who was the last one? Tell me the last one that got. I don't promoted. know any well, of them. But, but there's there's a bunch of them. All of them will have come through the Championship into the Premier not League. Not since we've been in the Championship. I can't think of any that have come up from the Championship. But they, there's maybe one. I forget his name. But there's maybe one. They they will have come there from some oh, point to 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 be there. So. Well, they end up being Premier League referees. I'm just telling you, they are rubbish. Well, how long have we talked about referees for? They are for? rubbish. Right, let's get back. The third goal for uh, Sheffield United at this point. 2-0 down. Um, uh, we get absolutely done on the wing. Hutton kind of tries to come across and intercept, but it's absolutely nowhere near the ball, and it's an easy header for Billy Sharp, I think, at the end. Does, does Hutton make a mistake, or is he out of position from the start? I think there? stuff's happened before it even gets, even gets to Hutton. Yeah. I think Codger... He's on the wing, so I would expect to see him tracking back. I look, I look when the goal's gone in, and he's standing <laughs> like pretty much next to Tammy Abraham as if we're playing four four two. Yeah, mate, your man's up the line. Yeah, you just put the cross in. But where are you? Yeah, it was Neil Taylor, wasn't it? A left back. Yeah, but for, people, and, and, but, he, but he he looked completely exposed. Is what yeah, I was going to say. People, people will automatically. And I heard this during the game. People automatically shout, and they're like, "Where are you, Taylor? That's your man." No, it's not. It's Codgers, man. And Codger's milling around the the centre circle like he's play, like he's playing up front. Like sometimes I've got to question what people see and whether they, what they know about the game of football. Sometimes, mm. honestly, some of the stuff you hear gets some of the stuff I heard last night. Jeez, I mean I don't want to get into it, but I mean it's made this brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but that isn't Neil Taylor's fault. He's exposed. Yeah. What's what is he? Exposed? He can't win if he comes and gets the man. There's a, there's another man running past him up the line if he, if, he, if he holds it he's let the man come too far so yeah. you can't there's a fullback you cannot win in that situation yeah. and I saw a few of the players looking at Codger hands up in the air where, where were you and then shortly after he was substituted Right. so that tells me what I need to know at 3-0 down but I agree with you Hutton maybe could have reacted quicker but too much stuff's happened in the build up anyway I think he'd already lost Billy Sh- I don't know if, if, if he was supposed to be the one picking up Billy Sharp he just looked a bit surprised at some point he was if he's the he right was, back should he, be, should he be the one picking up the central striker well because Mings goes across doesn't he so I guess they all shuffle across but Hunt's just a couple of yards where was Elphick too, too far I, well I guess then Elphick picks up the other centre forward I can't remember how they played but then yeah everyone shuffles across so I mean I did watch knows. this game back I actually watched the game back when I got home which yeah. was a terrible oh just a stupid decision Sound at my mum and dad's You're a glutton turned into a child and I'm back at my mum and dad's to be honest my mum had to come in and ask me to turn the light off at like one in the morning and I was sitting there watching the Villa game on my iPad I did feel like I was about 12 again, <laughs> t- to be honest I wasn't watching Euro Trash. I was watching. No. <laughs> I was watching the football. Um, equally as sad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it happens. It's a calamity of errors that you, you rightly point out starts with Codger. Uh, at three 0 down. Now there's a lot of a lot of fans again on social media and and probably in the ground. A lot of fans leave essentially. Now. I know we're probably going to have differing opinions here, and I'm kind of playing devil's devil's advocate. But at three 0 down, you've played poorly the, the team has played poorly I can't actually blame people for leaving early I did I, I think and to be honest it only looked like it was going to go to four or five yeah exactly I remember with the first five minutes of the first half I said to my dad I can see this getting to two three nil and it did very quickly mm. kudos to me <laughs> um, but at the end of the day do what you want yeah. my personal preference is I've never left a game early so I probably never will now it's almost become in Your my thing. head I'm, I'm never going to leave a game early. Yeah. I want to always be able to say that I've never left a game yeah. early. When I die, 
on my tombstone it'll say he never left a game Dan Bardell never left a game never left a game early so I just want to it's got to the point now where that's been done for so long to be fair my dad's been going a lot longer than me he's never left a game early so it's just something that we do but I can't blame people for going because I, I thought I thought there's no way we're getting back to three three. Mm. No, no way. We were we were playing awful. It's a it's a thing about modern culture where is you seem to get out on Mount not you people seem to get out on Mount Pius on social media and it's like oh why would you leave early all this kind of stuff and it's like it's such revisionist history because if if you'd left early and you lose 3-0 nobody's going to blame you for leaving early you know what I mean so yeah. if you want to leave early exactly like you say leave early that's your choice you do what you want and at 3-0 down I don't think anyone can blame you for leaving early because Pro- it's, it's absolute crap I mean I didn't see him yesterday but I know he left early I'm not calling I'm not calling him out but Reese Lloyd he goes to every home and every away game he hasn't missed a game probably since 2014 2015 so he goes every single week he dedicates his life to going to, go to Villa yeah. so he probably never ever leaves the game early, but he left that game early when we were three 0 down. And I think you know what? He goes every single week. <laughs> he puts all the time in the world. He, he absolutely, him and his dad live for Villa. They love, they love, they love this club. No doubt in that. It's a Friday night. He's a young lad. Yeah. They're getting they're getting humped. He's thought I'm probably going to meet my ma- meet my mates now a, a little bit early than, than I was going to. There's no chance Villa are going to get back in. It's only going to get worse. I'm going to leave. Reece, and I think I think fair play to him. Reese is the reason that I brought this up mainly because I saw so many people talking about leaving early. I don't really feel like I've got too much of a case because I don't go enough. But lucky you. I, yeah, I, I saw Reese's tweet and I was just like. Yeah, that's spot on. He 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 said himself. Look, I go every week home and away to the villa. I've had a season ticket for however long. I bet his dad didn't leave though. His dad's a ledge. Yeah, yeah, his dad's cool. There you go. Uh, so anyway, three 0 down, and then then the comeback begins on eighty two minutes. Tyrone Mings, Dean Henderson makes a right hash of it. He's in, a good keeper, but he's had a nightmare for the three. Well, two of the goals definitely. Yeah. Uh, he comes out and he's just so weak there, and, and Tyrone Mings just kind of beats him shoulder to shoulder. Essentially, um, at that point. Does the, do, you, do you feel the mood change? Dean Smith in his press conference said he felt like things changed. I don't know if you whether that's again. I'm pretty sure, and I can't. Again, it feels like it was years ago now, but I don't even remember like standing up when we scored. I'm pretty sure I just was on my seat going, "Wait!" <laughs> thinking that means absolutely nothing again. I was probably thinking the fact that we've scored now has annoyed me more than more than it than it should. Mm. Second one, I suddenly thought. Oh, could be on. Jeez, but then I was still thinking we won't do it. This will be typical Villa now. We've got back to three two. The players have saved themselves a booing by getting a couple of goals back. Yeah, fair fair play to them. Sheffield United just lost concentration, in my opinion. They completely just switched off, and then when it got to three two, they wet the bed. Yeah, is what happened really. Because <laughs> Dean Henderson's been one of the best goalkeepers in the in the league this season, but he made he, for the two goals, two things he'll probably never do again, when probably hasn't done. Throughout the rest of the season, either it's just if I was Chris Warder and fair play to him because he was talking about Smith earlier, he was pretty composed in his interview afterwards. He was quite jovial. I was surprised at how jovial he was because he should have been absolutely livid, and I'm sure he was livid in the dressing room. But then he came out a completely different character in his post match and was okay. But that's just, we just shouldn't have been getting back into that game. No way. Yeah, well, Andre Green, home, hometown hero that the fans have been singing for, gets the goal, um, and and it's three all and it's, it's jubilant scenes. And and like you say, you still can't quite go. Well, this is brilliant because it's only a point, and points aren't good enough. I was just thing. shocked that yeah. we'd actually done it because I don't think I've ever seen us come back from three goals down yeah. before. It feels like when we go one nil down, we never come back. So to come back from three against a good side, and I will say, 
Sheffield United, very, very good team. Yeah. They were very good when we, when we went there, although both times I feel we've not done ourselves justice. But they just know what they're doing. They're organised, they play a formation, they play the, 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 the set tempo. Everyone, it's like they know where each other is yeah. at all times. They know where people are going to go. And they play, they play nice football and he's done an incredible job there. Because they went close to playoffs last season, and they should have gone top if they'd if they'd have been. Yeah. So, Villa. one thing I will say, just while we're on the subject of them, is Chris Wilder's had multiple pre-seasons with those players. He's had multiple multiple pre-seasons to get what he wants across, and it shows. Dean Smith had no pre-seasons, so people saying, "Why are these teams like Sheffield United better than us?" Well, Sheffield United are better than us because they've done things a, cer- a certain way. They're together. The managers had multiple pre-seasons to get his ideas across. So. As much as I'm sitting here saying we're a load of rubbish at the moment, because we are, I think that's okay because I'm still fully 100% behind Dean Smith. I, be- mm. I believe in him. He was the manager I wanted. I, w- I actually wanted him when, when Bruce got the job in the first place. So he's a manager I've always admired. He's a manager I want. I believe in him. It's not going well at the moment. It's okay to question some of the stuff I'm seeing at the moment because it is garbage. Yeah. But I'm behind him and I believe that when he has those multiple pre-seasons, even one pre-season I think will make the world of difference. I just think that's what's needed and... We, the problem is, is that we had that spell where we were really good, and we did think it's clicked here, and we were thinking, oh, "Bruce is a joker, isn't he? Look mm. at how look how, how much better we are." But we've reverted back to what we were like under Bruce. Now yeah. it's gone back to that, and I just wish I knew what. Yeah, it's, that's the most frustrating. But that gave thing, us hope, and, that, and now we're on a bad run. If he'd come in and done rubbish straight away, and now we'd suddenly started picking up and getting those results, now you'd be thinking, right? That makes sense. We're capable. We're on the right track here. He's. He's had a bit of time. He's getting his messages across. It's the fact that that good run came early on, and now it's bad. That's the. Mm. It's kind of unusual, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's fairly usual. I don't know the numbers to have a honeymoon period where the results pick up because it's a new manager. But it was bounce. the performances. They were so much better than totally. what we'd been seeing, and we'd all been saying these players were underperforming because they weren't being utilised properly. Our tactics weren't weren't good, and our tactics were spot on for games like Middlesbrough. Mm. Derby. We could not play well for a whole half against Blues and still go in two one because we, we looked lethal. Yeah. We looked lethal in front of goal and that's and to be fair to Tammy Abraham, he has been lethal in front of goal all season, but we just Another annoying thing is, sorry, I just I, I feel a bit all over the I place. I did say that we might saying. rant here, yeah. so yeah. You know what you're getting in for. Yeah. When we draw when we draw nil nil with Redden to keep a clean sheet, we're clueless going forward. Mm. We don't ever look like we're gonna score, to be fair, but we keep a clean sheet. When we when we're, when we're like really good going forward, we're letting three bloody goals. Yeah. Like we just, just, we're just not getting it right. We just cannot get it, get it right at the moment. It's weird. Yeah. It's very... And it's annoying. Very frustrating. It's annoying. Congratulations to Tammy Abraham, who come, becomes the first Villa striker to score 20 goals smooth, since Peter Wick. Smooth from you. I like yeah. what you did there. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So that's, that's, I guess, the highlight of the Sheffield United game. Again, another frustrating night at Villa Park. I actually have the... Uh, Chris Wilder quotes here. Oh, treat us, Tom. This game is historically mad. Villa only turned up for the last eight minutes or so, and it was down to our individual errors that they got something. Uh, Henderson, is the game historically mad? This game is as in the game of football. Oh, football, not, not yeah. Villa Vichy, United. Although, I will say... 2-2 last season, wasn't it? My colleague um, was in Lima for some work in Peru, and um, the Sheffield United-Villa game was on the news. Really? Cause yeah. it was Because it was, we it was historically mad. Because Villa came from three goals down. Yeah. For the first time since the fifties or something. It was it was long it was long ago. Rob Bishop tweeted. Yeah. Tweeted about it. It was definitely long ago. Um 
I look at the bigger picture and the way my team dominated his team, uh, all the best players on that pitch were wearing yellow. Do you agree with that? Yeah. yeah I mean, Billy Sharp, you see his face on the bench when he got when he got to 3-3. Three, three, he, couldn't, he couldn't believe him. His post-match, he was a bit all over the place, wasn't he? That's what I'm saying about people. Yeah. You're having to come out and speak immediately. Like, your head's all over the place. It must it must be difficult. But, yeah, they've got some good, they've got some good players. But I see, <laughs> it's almost like they're unfancied players that have... A bit, some of them are a bit journeyman like, but they're like a bit like a Neil Warnock team. Yeah, they play much better football than a Neil, yeah, Neil Warnock team. Yeah. Their, football, their football's incredible. I think for a championship, so I think they play really good football. I think they're one of those teams. Although I thought this about Fulham a little bit, they're one of those teams that goes up and just does well. I would say if they if they go up because they've got a, they've got a set way of playing, they've got a system, all the things that we're, I'd feel we haven't got at the moment, mm. and I, I don't know what. But you think we will have a system? I think we should. Dean Smith, and I said to. Again, I said to Billy, Billy the Bee, I said, you must have been surprised. I love that you call him Billy the That's Bee. That's what he calls himself. <laughs> you must have been surprised from what you've seen from a Dean Smith side there because you know what Dean Smith sides do. You mm. know what he wants to do and what his philosophy is, and it isn't that. And they agreed. They just couldn't believe how bad Villa were. A few Brentford fans I spoke to couldn't believe how bad we were. I mean, I've, I've Brentford fans who I've not seen at work for probably months, and then today I see every single one oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Like, they couldn't believe work. how bad Villa were there. Yeah. And we were bad, and it's a horrible watch. And well, I don't want to watch it again, and I haven't watched any of it back. Well, let's let's talk about it some more because uh, I guess we've already drifted into into quite a lot of it. But I mean, it was it was a bad night, bad night personally for me from from the. Off. I mean, you dodged a bullet, mate. Yeah, that's you true. You should be pleased. Was supposed to go, but but couldn't go for for one reason or another. But. Uh, you, you get there. KJ tickets let us down, didn't yeah, they? Some, KJ tickets. Sometimes that happens. Uh, you get there. How are you feeling going into the game? I couldn't. I didn't watch your preview. I'm not going to lie to you. Did you? You're turning to Dolan. You are. Did, if you're not in it, you don't watch it. <laughs> no, that's not true. Did you? Uh, did you think we were going to get a result? No, I predicted we'd lose three one, mate. I just had, I had no no confidence, which makes the fact that I'm so annoyed by losing weird. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's the way we lose. Yeah. Like I can. If we had gone there and lost three one and been outplayed, I'd have been like, okay, I expected that. We were outplayed. We were outplayed. But it's nil-nil in stoppage time. Just see the game out, lads. Just see the game out. Don't do anything rash. What do we do? Do something rash. Boo! One nil. Annoy. Again. I'm annoyed. If, you can probably tell. I'm really annoyed. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice. And talking about it now is making me more annoyed. If you if you transfer that Chris Wilder quote to this game, all the best players... All the best <laughs> players... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the best players played in red and white. Do you think that's... Again, the truth for the Brentford game. I mean, Chris Wilder said all the best players played in yellow. Yeah, I know, but I'm uh, changing so it to the Brentford oh, colours, you see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I can't think of a Villa player that I could... And I'm sure any Villa player that played last night wouldn't dare come out and say, I was good last night, you know. I had a good game. The only two players that I could highlight were Kalinic, I thought, played pretty well. And yeah, he's Mings, probably the only one. I thought, until, until Mopes, where he... <laughs> Morpay obviously scores this. It's a great goal. It's really nicely finished. But Elphick jumps in. He took it well. Elphick jumps in and, and misses it straight away. And Tyrone Mings kind of swings at it. like, And he's embarrassed by Morpay. It's a bit like what you see on Saturday afternoons. An old centre-half thinks he's getting there, but the young striker's got half a half a yard on him. Just knocks it past him. And Tyrone Mings just swings and air kicks it. That was the only... Fault for me in Tyrone Mings' game. I thought he had a good game. I mean, if you're saying the better players are Tyrone Mings and the goalkeeper, then that's a problem. Yes. Because it means we've not done much going for, going forward. And I've come out from the Reading game saying that Mings, Elphick and uh, Kalinic were our best three players. Yeah. So there's a pattern building here. But they're probably going to be better because 
possession. Brentford had way more possession there, so they've got more of the ball. So by virtue of that, they're coming forward more. So their defenders, are, our defenders, are going to be more involved. I thought Mings did okay, okay again. I was a bit surprised he didn't play left back and House play. Not House, it's Hawes. I've been told. Yeah. Hawes didn't play centre back because then that's Hawes' position. I think you're, I think you're asking a lot of Courtney Hawes last night. I was surprised by that. To 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 go against I mean Canos played really well up against it's the him. consistency of Mings though he's been at centre back so he's trying to keep that centre back partnership together will be the reason why we did it I just think if he played Hawes up against Morpé Morpé would have run him riot last night Morpé was Morpé's a good centre forward he scored 21 goals yeah, this yeah, season I agree with you but on the other hand the kid's playing left back it's not his position he ain't played much in the last 18 months he's coming into a team that's a bit all over the place, not in good form, not got not got any confidence. I don't see any scenario where, after listing all those things that I've just said, he's going to have a good game against a fluid side like Brentford. I just think it's a big ask. Uh, totally. I, I mean, mean, he could say what Dean Smith could say. What else could I do? I suppose he could have put Hutton at left back, but then he he's had problems when he's played left back this season. Elmo's not been great the last few the last few months. When and he's then played. and then Smith gets slagged for going back to the Steve Bruce system of playing people out of position to to make it work. So yeah, you can't win, but. I still think I don't. When I saw that, I didn't go there thinking, "Oh, I hope Courtney has a good game tonight." I just thought he's going to be in trouble tonight, mm. and he was. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, he got better as it went on. To be fair to him, he, he settled yeah. a bit, and we'll never know the answer to that, will we? So no. it's kind of kind of pointless. Like all of this, it's kind of pointless. But oh, mate, everything feels pointless at the moment. I got to say, I thought um, uh, Ben Rama played lights out last night I thought he looked really classy he moved the ball so well um, he just to me absolutely ran the show there was a one touch where he just kind of flicked it past I think it might have been Elphick uh, into the into the path of Morpay it was like a really nice little back heel I just thought he he looked really really good the whole night I agree with you they play, they play some nice stuff they're a good they're a good team I mean Low in the league, though, at the end of the yeah. day. But they're below us, so it's no good being a good team if you're below us. Well, they're, they're, the they're, they're doing what Villa aren't doing, aren't they? They haven't... They've won their last... I think they've they won lost, their last... They lost to, uh, to Forest, didn't they? Yeah, I'm sure. Game. But I'm sure they're like, they've they won eight run. of their last ten. Yeah, they were on a good run run before. I like, I like Brentford. I, I commend them. I respect what they've done. Obviously, I look out for Brentford a little bit because of where, where I live. Hmm. It's like five minutes on the train for me to get to the game last night, which is perfect. But obviously, the result's not perfect. But they are they are what they are, and they they do they do very well. I like the way like the way they run. But after all that, saying they were the better team, which they were, we've had two very good chances. Yeah, and I want to come on to those. Albert Adoma, obviously, at the end of the first half has a has a. a I'd say a great was chance. Was it very close? Because it's down the other end to me and I've not seen anything it, back. It was close. It was a, maybe a yard past the post. Andy Hinchcliffe on the commentary says, um, oh, he has to score that. He has to do all this. To me, that was a difficult chance. He had pressure in the back and uh, and he, he puts it past the keeper. Obviously, it's just a little bit too far. Having said that, you kind of look at the 2017... 2018 Albert Adoma and he yeah. would have scored that he hasn't scored at all this season Albert Adoma had 15 goals last year well, that's a problem that is a problem that is a problem and the problem we've got out wide is all very inconsistent mm. at the moment I thought Al Ghazi didn't have a great game he, he did a couple of things that I liked he got, a, he got a good shot away in the in the first half, but his body language to me just looks devoid of all confidence. Just before he was substituted, he almost gave away that penalty, and there was a couple of other things. I think he sprayed a ball out wide and it just went out for a throw in or something like that, and it was just it was ugly. And I tweeted like, "El Ghazi's got to come off in a minute," and then he he literally was substituted that second. I mean, this is what I'm, I've said in previous podcasts about 
players being singled out, none of them are playing anywhere near the level they're capable of. Literally none of them. Even Tammer. Okay, his finishing's been unbelievable, but all-round game, he'd probably say himself, he's not I mean, he's not getting as much of the ball as we... He only had one touch in the first yeah. half. So maybe that's a bit harsh on Tammy, but in general, not, no one's playing well. Yeah. El Ghazi, and admittedly Jack, Jack and Twanzaber were there at the time, El Ghazi looked brilliant against Middlesbrough away. West Brom. He looked brilliant against West Brom. He scored two goals. And I've not seen that El Ghazi since. No, totally. What's, what has happened? Totally agree what with you. What has happened? Like, I, I, I was singing El Ghazi's praises and up until last night I was fully on board the El Ghazi train. But you're totally right. We haven't seen that since since Borough, since West Brom. It's been very, very disappointed. I want to get back to the chances. The other chance was the Gilead chance that Conor Hurahan had played in by El Mohamedy. Conor Hurahan's there almost on his own, one-on-one. Keeper does very well. I thought my initial reaction in. was he should score, but it's a, it's a decent save. It's, it's, a good, it's a good save. I thought it was a good save. Um, you said in the car... Connor will be disappointed that he didn't put it away, but he made the keeper work. And I mean, he should be making the keeper work from there, one on one. You're you're right, but yeah, the goalkeeper does really well, I think, in that situation. I know we people are going to slam us for being Connor an apologist. I'd have put my life on him scoring. Yeah, when he was through, I thought, right, he'll score this. To be honest, I, I really thought he'd score. I wonder if he had just a little bit too much time. Whereas, like, if he'd had to take it first time, he'd have got it. it just would have been more natural. Whereas, he takes a touch, kind of gets out of his body, and then then he has an effort. And uh, do you know what? He's it's not. I'm going to say he's, he's close to scoring. That's not good enough when the no, when no. the margins are so fine. But I don't know. I mean, when was the last time he, he found himself through on goal like that? I can't remember any instance in a Villa shirt where he's been one on one with the, with the goalkeeper. So he's probably a bit surprised. Mm. If, to be fair but, but yeah again this is a bit people go on about us and Connor and that's fine I've made my decision of what I think and I'm going to stick with it hmm. McGinn I don't think he's playing well at the at the moment people I keep seeing this he's doing the job of three people in midfield he's not hmm. he's not he'll have what I've known and I love McGinn I think he's brilliant I think he's such a good player I think he's a bit burnt out yeah. If, I, if I'm being honest, it's a, it's a, it's a step, I think it's a step up playing in the Scottish Premier League for Hibernian to play for Villa in the Championship, in my opinion. Oh, lots of lots of players drop down into yeah. the lower leagues. But he ha- he, recently, the last few games for me, he's had a good five minutes where he'll be on it, he'll be everywhere. And you don't really see him again for 15, 20, 15, 20 minutes again. Right. So he's not playing to his best, despite what people would say. He's not, not doing all the things he's good at. End of the game, just before they scored, he pressed high up a couple of times and we won the ball back. And we and we got ourselves on the attack, like how how we were a few months ago. So nobody is doing the things they should be. Literally nobody. That's why it annoys me seeing people get singled out. If you had to pick a player of the season, and we take out Tammy Abraham no. because of his goals, who would you pick? <sighs> McGinn's probably still the choice. Do you think? I, be, I agree with you. What you're saying. It will be McGinn. It would be McGinn. Yeah. I mean, Tammy is nailed on to get it at the moment. I would say just in pure terms of output, but. It would probably begin would come second. I would have said up until December, I'd have said Twanzaber, mm. but obviously he's been injured for so for so long now. I mean, he must be he must be close to being back. Surely. Yeah, it feels very frustrating, doesn't it? And again, there's 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 just no there doesn't seem to be any timeline at all. I suppose I say here about Villa fans scapegoating and stuff. I guess like I have the other way. I've made my minds up on certain players in a positive way. They've made their minds up. In a negative way, I guess it is what it is. Mm. I don't see some of the things that that they say. But I saw somebody tweet um, Connor Connor hologram. The other, the, the, it was just like 
as if as if he's obviously not there or doesn't do anything or this kind of stuff. That made me laugh because that's just really really crap. <laughs> I mean, oh, statistics dear. would say that he does do stuff. And I guarantee, I guarantee, if, if I've not got the means of doing this, if you, I bet if you look into the stats, him and McGinn are pretty similar. What in terms of area covered or tackles made? Yeah, because people say McGinn's running around do, doing doing the work of of three players. Again, Wayland's has been okay. Having a go at Whelan last night, not, I don't see him as being the problem. Played well against Sheffield United. Changed the game against Sheffield United. Yeah. Whelan, and again, I mean, I tweet, everyone, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm just regurgitating things I've tweeted, basically. <laughs> I, do just, I do just tweet my whole life. Yeah, you do. In the toilet. I mean, the toilet's the new Twitter for me. People think Twitter's bad. You want to go to the toilet after the game in the whole end? Some of the stuff you hear in there is unbelievable. Glenn Whelan's literally just come on in Sheffield United and turned the game around just with a bit of composure and a bit of class. And I hear someone saying, if I ever have to watch Glenn Whelan play again for Villa, I'm going to kill myself. What are you on, mate? Like, why have you just watched? What do you th- what, why do you think it suddenly changed and we got hold of the ball? What do you think happened? Yeah. The mind boggles, mate. It really does. But everyone's entitled to their opinion. I just don't like, I just don't like the way some opinions are, are told. Yeah. That's what, that's what I don't like. Have an opinion. But there's no need to be abusive to people. There's just no need. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Pat Singleton uh, on Twitter. The game reminded me of Sheffield United away last year in that we didn't play well, but this year we don't have a player that would grab the game by the scruff of the neck like Snodgrass did in that situation. I read that tweet. That's a good tweet. Which is why I feel like we didn't win last night. That's a good tweet. I agree. I hope Pat Singleton isn't single because that's not a good name for Valentine's Day if you are. I was going to make that gag. To be honest, you saying that you were going to make that gag has made me me review my sense of humour internally and think, is that? a good joke or not oh dear very funny I bought my uh, I bought. My, I don't we don't do Valentine's Day cards but not my, my wife's birthday is next week I bought her a pun related to their birthday card the lucky girl does she know that obviously not well she probably won't watch yeah. this so you thought that that one of the other times when you said something and she, she did, called she, me she, out. Did, she did watch it uh, Simon O'Regan the way Brentford destroyed us again in brackets is a result of Smith having a number of years to mould a squad of players to suit his style the majority of our players can't do it his way the remainder of this season will be tough to watch and it will hurt to lose Jack in the summer but I think we need to wait until he's had a full pre-season with his own players Brentford play great football but it takes time to implement and I fully believe Smith is the right man thought Mings was good again but Elphick is a constant liability I don't know whether Elphick's a constant liability there were two times where he jumped in and he should have known better it comes down to decision making again and I think that's one of the main problems at the moment we're not making good decisions on the ball we're not making good decisions off the ball Mm mm-hmm Simple as that, but I agree with what Simon's saying. Nice man, Simon. Yeah, uh, so Villa have won twice in 12 games, not... 13 now? Uh, no, I think... OK. I think that's it. I thought it was, Feels like he's been 2 in 12 for a long time. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Um, anything else you want to talk about with that Brentford game? There's a lot of questions. Uh, and, and I will just say while I'm thinking about it, thank you so much. There was about a million comments. Um, so I haven't got everybody's, everybody's question or comment in. You've done a grand job. You've done a grand job. But thank you for, for putting them in. We really appreciate it. So keep sending them in. I don't know where I'm going with this, what I'm about to say. But me and Dolan were walking out of the ground afterwards a bit, a bit subdued. We yeah. just tried to go to the pub, but it was just the queue just looked horrific. So we just sacked it off. And uh, we're walking past the Brentford club shop. And we're like... But a little notch. May sound disrespectful, but we just basically were saying, "Christ, look at the state of that." Yeah, it's 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 a, like a a porter cabin essentially. And I just, it? I think they've just they've beat us three times. We have played them six times and not beat them. Like I just feel like we're 
fans, players, like I th- everything's a bit spoilt at Villa, and I feel like it's taken for granted, taken for granted, like the facilities and stuff that, that we play under. But it's no good having nice facilities if you're not doing it on the pitch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I know what I'm trying to say there, but I'm not sure I've explained. Do you, uh, yeah. get what, do you get what I mean? Like I'm walking past their club shop, thinking, "Look at the state of that." But that's the better than totally. I think there's a there's a lot of fans, and I I don't want to be one of these guys that. I've said for a long time. I think you're, it's you're part of the problem. You're as you're as big a club as you are in the league you play and the football you play, right? So Villa used to be ten years ago, in fact, were third in the Premier League, playing great football, beautiful stadium, great infrastructure, everything's good. And we've still got the second part of what we, you've said. We've still got all that, and and you're right, we're lucky to have it. But it's but, not good. But we can't beat. Brentford on the quality of our stadium. We beat Brentford by playing good football, and Brentford are playing good football, and they deserve more. And they're obviously moving uh, next season anyway. And th- and that's that's a result of them moving up from being a very quite a small club. With no disrespect to Brentford, they were a small club, and now they're going to have a, a decent sized stadium, good facilities, and all that kind of stuff. And that's a result of them playing good football consistently. Everything we have. That's good, like the stadium and the training and things like that. It's almost, in some ways, feels like a hindrance being in the championship. Because you look at Brentford, a team that's assembled for not very much, and look at what they put, what they did last night, and you look at what we've spent, and to see us be that bad, it's just it's depressing. I don't agree with fans that say every every time we play at Villa Park's a cup final for the other team. I don't I don't agree with that. I think, I think teams do think raise the rubbish. game against us. No, I mean, I Brentford were always going to raise the game last night because they, they want to beat Dean Smith. He's left Brentford to go to, go to Villa. I'll tell you why people raise their game against Villa. Because Villa aren't very good and they're like, well, we can get three points on the road here because the home team isn't very good. It's not because Villa's a former Premier League club. There's, there's a dozen former Premier League clubs in the Championship and even in League One now. It's because Villa aren't very good and people raise the game and go, do you know what, we're going to get some points on the road here. And that's so depressing. Well, we are, because we're going to be spending the fourth year in the Championship. Yeah. We are now, not Aston Villa off, they're falling on hard times, they'll be back soon into the Premier League where they belong. It is now Aston Villa uh, part of the furniture in the Championship. Yeah. The... I mean, Leeds have been there for 15 seasons or, or whatever it is, like, and they're only just looking like they're going to get, they're going to get out of it now, although they sometimes find a way to ruin things. <laughs> For themselves, Leeds. Not right it, now. But it is. It's Aston Villa Championship now. Yeah. Yeah. It, totally. is, it is what it is. We're kind of, I don't know, is Norwich a fair comparison? They were down for, how long have they been down for? A fair few years they, now. They went down the same season we went down, didn't they? Or did they? Yeah. No, I think the year before at least. No, nah, they must have gone down. They're one of the only teams we beat. At Villa Park the season, the season oh. we went down. I can't remember. I'm usually good with stuff like this, but my head's a bit all over the place. Well, let's let's look at the table. Um, I did have something else to say, but oh, it's gone. You? It's gone. Oh, you can bring it up in a minute. We've, this podcast has been all over. I'll oh, no doubt interrupt you in about two minutes when I remember. So Leeds um, go top again. They won two 0 I think. I'm not listening to you at this uh, point. I don't think what I wanted to say. They're top on on 61 points. Norwich second on 60. Then Sheffield United, West Brom, Bristol City, and Middlesbrough make up the top six. Derby County on the same points as Middlesbrough right now. Uh, on they're both on 51, and then it drops right down to 46 points. That's Birmingham City. Uh, Villa down on 44. Four. So we're seven points off the playoffs, and I'm I'm prepared to say that it, the season's done now. I mean, I could quite happily not look at the league table again this season, and I don't think it 
would make a difference. There's too many. I think we've talked about this before. There's too many good teams. Too many things would have to happen. We'd have to go. We'd have to go and win. Is it 11 of our last 15 or something to get anywhere near the points tally that it was last season? And even last season, it was a low tally. Yeah. To get to get to get six, I nearly had what I wanted to say back in my head, but it's gone again. Whilst talking. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. very, remember, very disappointed. I've remembered. I've go, remembered. On. go on, talk to me. So there's not many seasons in the last 10 years where I think, you know what I'd love to do? Go back to last season. And I was actually thinking last night when I couldn't sleep. I enjoyed last season. Like We were, we were pretty good, weren't we? And We were at times, yeah. This is miser- and even then we found we did find stuff to moan about, and rightly so, in in some respects. But you know what? We won 25 games. At least we, at least we won some games. Like This now just feels like a slog. Yeah, and it's going to be a. It's it's so reminiscent of that first season in the championship where we're just doing nothing. How do you think Steve Bruce feels right about now? He won't care, mate. I he's gone. I don't dispute that he did good for Villa, and I think people who are anti Bruce will just overlook that he did do some good. But I don't like the, I don't like the way he carry he carries himself at times. The stuff he's saying, like, don't talk about Villa now. You're not you're not there. Mm. I, mean, I suppose lots of managers do that. I though. suppose I've still I, I still talk about him in. <laughs> some tweets and stuff I suppose when he's not there and blame him for things but at the end of the day the f- I, I do blame him for the way the defence is well, I mean he's got more responsibility about Villa than you have yeah, uh, contrary I, to some polls that I've seen I blame him for the state of the defence and he's even now whenever I saw Julie Bailey was tweeting something about Bruce yesterday and his media match they just pop up yeah John Rack no, I'm, not, I'm not having a go at John Rack because I, don't, I obviously don't know the guy but he does feel like he must like Send his tweets to Steve. Send these tweets to Steve Bruce. And Steve Bruce tells him what tells him what to say. It feels, it feels a bit a bit like that. As I say, I'm quite respectful that he did do a good job for us. That he did do good things for us. It was definitely time to go. Yeah, we regressed horribly. We were awful. He had to, he had to go. It turned toxic. But I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but go, let 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 Bruce live. Essentially. Uh, all right. Let's get to a few questions. Oakley Doakley, is our squad overrated? <sighs> You'd have Depends to say. how you rate him, I suppose. Well, I thought he'd been underrated when I, when Smith came in and we went on that run. But now I'm looking at it and thinking that sometimes the players look like they haven't met each other before, which is not good. Mm. I just, I, there's something going on, and I don't know what it is. You know, I'd love to know. Yeah, it shouldn't be this bad. Despite, as I said, 100% behind Smith, and I, it's not as if I look at them and think those players are a load of scumbags. Like I, I genuinely like the players. Yeah. I have an affinity. With a lot of the players that are playing in the Aston Villa first team, I, I, I like them. I want them to do well. But what I'm seeing at the moment is bad, mm. and I can't understand it. Yeah, very, very frustrating. Villa mad. Um, uh, how many, how many away games have you and Mr. Dolan been to that we've I mean, won? Need to not go to one today. Therein to lies the problem. It's your fault. Just saying. Fair. Fair. Me and Dolan <laughs> have got atrocious track records together. When me and you have been on our own, we've won both times. Sure. Yeah, but when it's me, you and Dolan. I'm starting to think it's Dolan. Yeah. We went to Sheffield United. That didn't work out for us. That's true. That was Rollo's fault, though. Oh, yeah. It's obviously okay. not me and you. Fair enough. I like that there's a uh, extenuating <laughs> circumstance for all of these. Anyone things. but me, his fault it is. Uh, Villamad also says, you take away the best player from any team and they will struggle. Bale, Messi, Ronaldo, uh, just three examples. I'm sure you can think of many more. It's just as simple as that with regard to Jack Greenish. Well, we talked about it. That is part of it, for sure. It's not helped. For sure, I suppose I was watching Man U the other night on, tu- on Tuesday. Play Paris Saint Germain mm. and nil nil at half time. Obviously, Man U lose two of their best players on half time. Come out the second half and get get outplayed because they haven't got the outlets. Yeah. 
that they had. So it's obviously going to affect you, but it shouldn't. It can't be the sole reason, and it shouldn't affect you. And if it is, that's the sole reason. That's what affecting us. Then that's that's a sorry state of affairs. Do you think Pat Tolley's changed their mind on Jack? Because she was always quite anti Jack Grealish. No, but. Surely she's got to come round. Pat, you've got to come round a little bit. But I don't want to talk about it. I feel like you're going to get a hammering <laughs> for using her now. She doesn't like that, does I she? don't want to talk about this, Pat. Hey, Pat, I, I deeply respect Pat, um, but I just wondered if her opinion changed. Just a question. You'll find out. <laughs> She'll tell me. You'll be getting a strongly worded DM, I think. Don't <laughs> you talk about me, Tom. Villa, minim, Villa, Villa minimum, easy for me to say. When do we when do we concede that this season is over for us? If we do, should we focus more on youth? Surely we're safe now and can stop. Surely we're safe now. Oh, no. Uh, and we can consolidate. If we do, will fans allow Smith to do so? Uh, yeah, I think the season's over. So does Great. Dan. Um, Trouble is all the youth out on loan now. Yeah. So we can't utilise them for the rest of, for the rest of the season. True. Um, Audrey Lynch. I just wish the season was over. Sick of the Smith out brigade. Sick of fans in inverted commas expecting Smith to turn his team around into world beaters. I'll judge the man next season when he puts together his squad. Happy Valentine's Day, the Villa View. I think most people are saying give Smith the summer, let him get his own players in. I think most people are saying that. Yeah. To be fair, you'd always get the odd person a pipe up with a with a an agenda that they just think changing the manager solves everything but it doesn't all the teams we compliment in the main except for Leeds the manager's been there a while Farker at Norwich they were awful last season they started this season yeah. poorly and people were starting to question yeah him. totally now look at them yeah. okay they lost last night but they're riding high a second and the fans love him so you have to give him time you have to it's very very short sighted to be calling Smith out very short so I get everyone's entitled to their opinion but to me I don't it's but wrong. you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cowley, Chico Hamilton's pants, Tim Tim, uh, all saying the same thing. Get rid of this season and let's let's go. Oh, again. Put it in the bin, mate. I'd love to put it in the bin this season. Next though. season. Uh, that metal Nessie is this still a uh, hangover from the playoff final? I think we've been this way since the moment Tom Kenny scored. We haven't really found any form since. The players don't look hungry. If the, it's likely, uh, it's like they've completely given up and don't care anymore. Blame rests with the players, in my opinion. I don't think the players don't care. I never. I never think they don't care. They cannot be performing, and, okay, and some on occasion will not be putting it in. But to say they all don't care, I don't think that's what he's trying to say. By no. way. But to say players don't care in general is never true. I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if some players don't care. So some players that know they're out and just don't. But do they know they're out? That's the thing I'm asking. Do they know they're or out? Or want to be out? I, I'm sure it's like any workplace. Like I know it's a dream job, but it's still a job. For people, you and I have had this conversation several times where no dream job is, is an actual dream. And sometimes work gets laborious and long, even if you're a professional footballer. I know that's not an excuse, but sometimes it does, and that's just the way it is. And and you turn up and you go, going through the motions today. I know you don't do that. You are a... I'm a consummate professional. <laughs> yeah. But, but sometimes it happens, I think. Yeah, I guess. But you're on, dis- you're on display, aren't you? You've... You're there for everyone everyone to see, for thousands of people to see. Like, if I'm not performing in my job, thousands of people aren't seeing it. Yeah. People, I suppose people are... Oh, forget it. I suppose people are spending money on Sky. Yeah, it's true. In some ways, but... Don't let them down. I don't think I have a direct impact to how Sky is performing. Oh, listen, everyone... Like 100%. Everyone's important, mate. 
Everyone's Leave important. ARJ, should we change formation? It's clear that without Jack Grealish, we can't win with 4-3-3. I think if we change formation, we will play differently, forcing other teams to change the way they have played against us. Teams know how to get results against our current system. I'd go 3-5-2 up the villa. We can't play that formation. We haven't got the wing-backs. Mm. That formation relies on having the right type of wing-back, and we, we do not have it. It's, Neil Taylor's a left back, but he ain't a left wing back. Yeah, I'd say Hutton's a right back, but he's not a right right wing back. El Mahamedi. El Mahamedi, he is a right wing back. That yeah. is his position, but we don't have a left wing back. Yeah. Although Brentford played a, a creative midfielder at right wing back last night, and you'd think a Villa player might get at him and try and cause him problems defensively, but it didn't happen once. The guy was just comfortable. Bad. Uh, David Hartshorn, we know Dean Smith is the right manager and he wants to bring in fresh legs in the summer, but can't, still can't fathom why this crop was excellent in autumn and dire in winter. That's the thing. All this high-intensity pressing and crisp passing have gone. Need to find a way of playing without Jack or any individual for that matter. We've been outplayed by teams rather than individuals. Playing one up front against three-man defence doesn't work. Need two up top in these matches and the midfield is overrun. You don't necessarily need two, I, I two, don't two up top, but for yeah. example... You need your full-backs to then get wide and you need your wingers to tuck in nearer the striker and one of your midfielders to play close to the striker, but it's just not happening. Yeah. It's just, it's just not happening. Tammy's completely isolated up there at the moment. Like you say, if you said he touched the ball once in the first half, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. That is so, so bad. Stephen Deakin, do you think attendances will drop off between now and the end of the season as not much will change other than maybe seeing Jack in a Villa shirt for the, first, for the last time towards the end of the season? I mean, it'll be a big attendance on Saturday, obviously. Yeah. Saying all this, feeling so bad in the podcast, I actually think we'll win on Saturday, and I've got no idea why. I really? Think that, but I actually think we'll win on Saturday. Wow. Well, maybe we should just finish there. <laughs> if we lose to West Brom, then that, that, really, that really is. Um, Eleanor Cox, Steve Robinson, Matt Collins, Politic 1983, um, all talking about a rebuilding job in the summer. How big a job do you think that is? It'll be a complete overhaul. Do you? Do you think? There won't be many that. Obviously, there's a lot of out, out of contract players. Which I think is come at a good time, really, in terms of having someone in for the rebuild. I think, in a way, it's what probably what we need: get some high earners off off the books. Um, I'd think maybe four or five that were in the team last night would would be here next season. The rest possibly not. Mm. Obviously, you've got Tammy who won't be here because we won't be getting promoted. But there's not, there's not many that will be around. I think it'll be a completely different side next season. I've said a few times about Dean Smith's first pre-season with Brentford and he brought in 18 new players. Mm. I think you could see similar. And obviously the integration of youth as well. It's nice to see Jacob Ramsey on the bench last night. I've not seen much of him, but I've heard good things about him. And he was actually he was in the warm-up with the players on um, on Friday. Like he, he wasn't on the bench, but he came out and did the drills with the first team. And I was watching him quite closely. And he just looked a confident lad, carried himself. Quite well. Look, like look, like he had a few tricks. So he'll be the he'll he'll be in and around it next season. Dean Smith's obviously getting him ready mm. for next season. It's another difficult one for Dean Smith because chucking people in the deep end is probably not the right thing to do. So maybe it is time to blood some of these young guys if you can. I mean, I know we've sent a few one or one. two maybe, but I just think it, it's a difficult atmosphere at the moment. The players will be finding it difficult to play. The fans are finding it difficult to watch. I'm sure the coaching staff are finding it difficult to watch. Just no one's enjoying themselves, are they? So is that an ideal time to throw youngsters in? I don't think it is. Well, that seems like a perfect, perfect place to finish on a high note, doesn't it? I mean, the whole podcast has been pretty miserable, to be honest, mate. It's it's a difficult one because we're in a difficult place, and the football's crap, and the results aren't going our way. 
But I said, I said on the way, and we should have really plonked ourselves in the bad booth. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, that would have just been the cherry on the cake, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's not been the most cheaper podcast, has it? No, but hopefully you found some solace in the fact that we're all upset. It's not just you, wherever you are. So. I'm as upset as I've ever been, I feel. Yeah. It's just not nice when it's the 14th of February. I don't want to have to get looking at the day. I know what the day is. It's not nice when it's the 14th of February and you're thinking, we ain't got much to play for here, have we? Pride. Just, for God's sake, just finish above the Blues. For God's sake. Well, they might get points deducted, so uh, we might be might be helped with that. Um, all right, should we call it a night? Yeah. Want me to sign off? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, mate. Um... Thank you very much for watching. If you're still with us at this stage, um, if you, I felt like I'm not still with us at this stage. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, give us a little like or uh, a comment if, if you if you know how to fix this Villa team. Please comment below. We'll send all of the uh, uh, responses to Dean Smith, and, and hopefully you can sort us out. Make sure you subscribe to this uh, using the subscribe button and with post notifications on and that kind of stuff. There will be a match preview. No, there won't be a match. We have- Preview. conversation on the way in time uh, yeah there won't be a match preview because the podcast is out on a Friday and uh, we go to the game on the Saturday so it's pretty quick turnaround um, but we'll be back in the booth next week next week point. I'd like to do Wednesday I mean it's not the place for this discussion because <laughs> I want to watch the Champions League on Tuesday but we'll sort it off, we'll sort it off camera we could do it yeah probably best asking for a like if you're miserable if you're miserable give this video a like because we'll get oh, thousands yeah. of True. likes yeah the most liked video we have probably yeah uh, yeah but thank you for watching make sure you review on iTunes if you liked it if you didn't like it then then don't bother um, and we'll be back next week if you're going to the West Brom game hopefully we'll be talking about something a little bit more happy next week that's it for us up the villa and happy Valentine's Day Sports Social Podcast Network Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office More than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell Well there you have it, you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com Play for free right now Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law 18 plus, terms and conditions apply, see website for details